you know that, that, that you're going to deal with a subject that most everybody's dealing with, probably 99.9% probably .9 of us, uh, it really changes things. And it changes the anticipation of, of, of what's going to happen in that day. And I hope you came to learn today. Uh, today's going to be more like a Bible study than it is, it is like a Sunday morning. Uh, but I want you to be in an expectation of God doing something for you today. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now, how many of you, how many of you have ever, ever uh, had an issue where uh, you thought, man, I know I'm not supposed to do that, but I did it anyway? Uh, how many of y'all have ever had the issue where you know you should do it and you didn't? Okay. Uh, and the rest of you are lying. <laughs> Say amen. Uh, this is like. This is like the third service is like the brutal, blunt, uh, honest, we're just going, it is what it is. Are y'all with me? And, and this is what we're going to deal with today. And, and, and I, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be an average Christian. Are y'all with me? I don't want to be, a, I don't want to be a weak one. I don't want to be a, a, a one that, that fails in what they're supposed to do for God. Uh, we cannot be that. We are victors, not victims. Amen. Now watch what Paul has to say about uh, living the Christian life. This is, this is unbelievable. Romans uh, chapter 7, verse 15. Have you found your spot? Amen. Now watch what he says and see, see if you can relate to this. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. Anybody? If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then it is no more that I that do it, but that sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Man, I'm like, finally, somebody who gets me. I mean, really? Lord, I, I, I try and, 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 oh, gone. I know, preacher, I know I'm not supposed to lose my temper and get angry, but I just can't seem to. I know I'm not supposed to lust and, 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 and but preacher, I just kind of, I know I'm not supposed to get prideful and, and arrogant. And, uh, preach, I know I'm not supposed to gossip and run my mouth, but. Not, not, yeah. I've been saying that for years, amen. Help us, Lord. Am I talking to anybody today? Now, why don't we, why don't we for the next few days just get real honest with God? Because see, we can fake all that stuff around y'all. I can look real Christian around you. But see, it's not about what you are around us. It's what you are when no one's looking. Are y'all with me? And I, I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm, tired. I'm tired of being inconsistent. I'm tired of seeing Christians who are inconsistent. It's time that we stand up and figure out this thing. And what it's supposed to be. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. Now, here's one thing I've learned. I, I'm tr trust me. 
I've got way more material than I can use up for today. I've done been overtime in every service today. So uh, I, I know I've got to break all this up. I know that. So, so this is just the beginning of the next few weeks. God has got some cool stuff for us. And I really wanted to get right to the subject and just tell you, do this right here and it'll fix everything. But it won't work that way. Because before I can help you change your behavior, I got to help you change your thinking. Amen. We got to fix some stinking thinking. Before you ever, what, what did he say? What did he say? I, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That basically has to do with your activity and your behavior. But before you do that, he says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Transform, metamorphio means to change from the inside out, kind of like caterpillar and a, and a butterfly. Y'all with me? It's an outside change, but it starts on the inside. Be transformed by the renewing of your. Whoop. You'll never change your behavior till you change your mind. If we can change the way we think, now I'm going to blow some of your minds today because some of y'all are church people. And you've been church people a long time, and the only language you speak is Christianese. But you've been told a lie. My whole life, I've had this mindset of, of, of uh, let's pray. Lord, help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Sit down. I'm telling you, I'm jacked up with this. This is really, really going to help some folks. And I didn't mean, I wasn't being disrespectful. Jesus knows he put it in me. Amen. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. So many of us, so many of us has bought into this garbage that, 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 hey, it's just who we are. You know, we, we have gospel writers that are writing songs. We're just an old sinner saved by, you know, I, I seen a bumper sticker. says the only difference between a, a lost sinner and a saved sinner is I'm forgiven. Baloney. Yeah. That is not the only difference. That is not Right. Matter of fact, you will see most through the Old Testament, when, when people get saved, they're called a saint. But we bought into this lie that it's just who we are, and we just do the best we can, and we just fill up our bucket of sin today, and at the end of the day, come to Jesus and say, just forgive me of my sin, and he dumps the bucket out and gives it back to you so you can fill it up the next day. That's not the deal. When you got saved, God did not just give you a ticket to heaven. If that was the case, he'd check you out the moment you got saved. There was so much that took place at salvation that we're not utilizing and we're not, we're not putting to practice in our life and we're walking around getting our eyes beat out by sin and the devil. We should be victors. We should be walking around. Listen, with, with, are y'all with me? Before the service is over, I'm going to bust. I can feel it right now. Now watch. Here's the thing. How do we deal with this? How do we get consistent in our walk with Christ? How do we quit messing up all the time and failing? And, and uh, you can live in victory. You don't, have to, you don't have to mess up horribly every single day. Don't accept that as that's the norm and that's just the way it's going to be. Don't live that way. Say amen. amen. Three words I want to give you. First one's no. No. K-N-O-W. Write that down. There's some things you need to know. Do you know ignorance is dangerous? Ignorance is dangerous. If you don't know what you're supposed to do at a four-way stop, you're going to kill somebody. They say, they say that old saying, what you don't know can't hurt you. That's a lie. 
My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. He said in 2 Peter chapter number, uh, chapter number 1, add to your faith virtue and the virtue, knowledge. You need to learn something. Don't walk around like a Christian idiot. You need to learn something. Don't walk around in ignorance and just hope everything's going to be okay because Christian living is determined by Christian learning. Christian living is determined by Christian learning. Now, here's what I need you to do. Here's what I need you to do. Uh, I need you to bring your Bible next week. Next week, bring your Bible. <clears throat> don't, don't excuses. Bring your Bible. If you got it on your, your phone, that's fine, as long as you got it. And I want you I want to see. Now, don't be like this. Don't be like when I was growing up, you know, in, in the old-time church. We, listen, that evangelist would come and say, everybody hold up your Bible. We wouldn't, we'd hold up songbook. Because we didn't want nobody to think we didn't have a Bible, amen? Well, guess what? Ain't no songbooks in here. You're going to be out of place, amen? <laughs> Bring your Bible because the, your Bible will greatly help you stay out of trouble. Sin will keep you from it or it will keep you from sin. You need your Bible, and you'll see how all this ties together in the next couple of weeks, but please bring your Bible. The reason we keep messing up is because we're ignorant of what the Bible says. You need to know some things. Now, what do we need to know? Two things, two things. You need to know first, what's the problem? Why do we keep messing up? Why do we keep struggling? Why is it such a big deal? Why is it so hard to act right and live right and think right? Why is it so hard? Why do we have such a struggle? Here's where, here's where it starts. Let's start with this. The Bible says, the Bible says in Romans 3.10, Romans 3.10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is, say it with me, there is none righteous, no, not one. So the question is not how do good people do bad things because there's no good people. My question is how do bad people do good things? He said, there is none righteous, no, not one. Watch what he says, Romans 3, 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, how do we get in this predicament? How do we get to the place where all of mankind, every human alive, is not righteous and they've sinned? Watch what it says, Romans 5, 12. This, this is where it's going to make sense. Romans 5, 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin so death passed upon all men for that all have now watch one man who is this one man everybody say it Adam he sinned he messed up in the garden now guess what do you know who you're related to now, there are some people, it's funny, you say, well, I'm glad I'm not from that family. I'm not, I'm not in that family tree. I'm glad I took a bunch of morons over. I, uh, guess what? You can't say this about him. Because if you're here, you came from him. Y'all with me? Now, what happened was Adam messed up in the garden. When Adam messed up in the garden, when he sinned, when he disobeyed God, there came a condition upon this earth. There came a condition. A, a, and, and see, what happens is we want to deal with the verb. We want to deal with sin as a verb, like the lying or the stealing or the cheating or the gossip or the pride or the jealousy. Are y'all with me? But what we need to do is leave the fruit and go to the root. Because when he messed up, this came upon all mankind. Noun. 
noun. Sin as a noun. In other words, this is a condition. This is a power, if you will. This is a disease. This is an affliction. Whatever you want to call it, when Adam sinned, this came into the world. This came into the world. You say, I don't know why he did that. I do, right there. I don't know why he's lusting. I do, right there. I don't know why we, right there. That's the problem. That's the problem. That's why we fight and squabble, right there. That's why we can't get along, right there. That's why we have addiction, right there. We can, we, can, we can try to water it down. We can try to call it whatever you want to call it. And, 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 and not, we want to dress it like it's a, uh, we, 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 can, we, can, we, can, we can make light of it and we can uh, make excuses and loopholes. But when it all boils down, it's sin. It's like the little baby, the darling little baby that's so cute and so cuddly and so precious and perfect and all this kind of, especially if it's your kid or grandkid. Uh, uh, and, and then it gets to that point that it gets stupid. And, and you say, I don't know what's wrong with it. I don't know what's got into him. I don't know what's got into her. Hey, Proverbs says foolishness. Or sin is bound in the heart of a child. Some people need to get the rest of that verse, but the rod of correction will drive it far from him. Amen. But that's another topic. That's another topic. Topic. All right. This is this is mankind. Say good morning, mankind. I can see the resemblance with some right there. Amen. Uh, this is mankind. When mankind was born, he was born in, and because he was born in Adam, he was born in, and because he was born in sin, he's in bondage. Sin is in control. Sin is in charge. He tries his best. You know, it's funny, a lost sinner, they can, they can try to clean up for a little bit, but guess what? They can try to change their ways a little bit. They can try to do good for just a little bit. Even their own conscience will make them. But you know what? In the end, they'll still be in. You know why? Because they're in. You know why? Because they're from. That's it. That's why we struggle. Because when we come, when we arrive, we're in sin. You don't have to tell a lie to be a sinner. You were born that way. The perfect illustration, I've said it a hundred times, but it goes perfect right here. My, my, little, my daughter, Jordan, when she was a little old baby, and, and, and old enough to say, uh-huh or uh-uh, whatever age that is, whatever it is, I don't know what age, but uh-huh or uh-uh, amen. Any mother want to guess, what, what, what age would that be? 15 months, something like that. I should have known something. I should have known something back there because I had a Florida Gator tag on my truck. Now, she is now an Alabama fan. And, and yeah, oh, sinners, sinners, you're in sin. I should have known something way back then, Chad, that there was something amiss because she was standing there in front of my truck and she was messing with that tag and she pulled on it and it broke, snapped it right in half. She looked, she turned around and looked at me. I said, Jordan, did you break my tag? She said, uh-uh, uh-uh. Now, I never sat her down and said, now, Jordan, let me show you the proper way to tell a lie. I never sent her to lying school. I, she never got a, are y'all with me? 
then why did she lie? Where did she learn how to lie? It came natural because she was born in sin. Sinners do what sinners do because they're born in sin. But thank the Lord, somebody else came along. His name was. Okay, come on now. Come on now. Y'all done been to SeaWorld and everything. Y'all know how this works. All right. All right. Christ came along. And Christ had something to do with sin. You see, he came perfect. He came without sin. He knew no sin. Because see, he was not born of the seed of man. He was born of the seed of the woman. And when you inherit and came from a man, you came with that sin nature. But you see, he was born of the Holy Ghost by a virgin. Are y'all with me? And because he was holy and spotless and perfect and pure and righteous, he was in the garden of, 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 of uh, Gethsemane and he was praying right before the crucifixion. And the Bible says his prayer uh, was so intense that he prayed and his sweat became as great drops of blood. And this was his prayer. Father, I know all things are possible with thee. And I know you can do anything. He said, let this cup pass from me. Let this cup pass through. And most people, most people have this idea and they think that this cup was the cup of suffering, that he was, he was afraid of the cross. No, 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 no. The Bible says he endured the cross despising the shame, the shame for such contradiction of sinners against himself. In other words, in other words, when he looked into that cup, it wasn't the cross. It was your sin and my sin. You see, he looked in there and he saw every rape every murder, every incestuous act, every, every deed that we think is so ungodly and so wicked, every sin of mankind was in that cup. And he took upon this. He took my sin and your sin and took it upon himself and he hung on a cross and he paid for it. When he looked into that cup, it was such a contradiction of who he was. He was so holy. He was so righteous. He was so pure. He was so perfect that when he looked on the sin of mankind, it was nauseating to him and it was putrefying to him. And it was such a contradiction of who he was. Yet he took that sin upon himself and he hung on a cross and all the fury of heaven and God came upon him and he died to sin. He conquered sin. He defeated sin. You see, sin had power. And when he died on the cross, he not, listen, he died to sin. Now sin has no power anymore. Now watch, now watch. It's what you got to know. It's what you got to know. First point, you need to know the problem. We're born in sin, but now you need to know the provision. You need to know, you got to understand what Jesus did. Now let's describe it. Watch this right here. Romans 6, verse 3. Romans 6, verse 3. It says, know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Now, let me explain this. When he uses the word baptized right here, it, there's two meanings, figurative and literal. Literal means to immerse into, to place in. Are y'all with me? The figurative is to identify with. In other words, when you are being baptized, you are identifying yourself with Christ. You are identifying yourself with the body of Christ, with temple here. You are placed in Christ. When you get saved, when you get saved, the Holy Spirit 
takes you out of Adam and puts you in Christ. If Watch this. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You were baptized into Christ. The Holy Spirit took you out of sin, out of condemnation. He took you out of Adam and put you in the last Adam. Oh, hallelujah. He put you in Christ. Now you identify yourself with Christ, not Adam. Now you say, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? Here's the big deal. Verse 5, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, here it is, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is, he that is dead is freed from sin. Now what does that mean? It means this, that when he was in Adam, he was in bondage. Sin was in control. Sin was in charge. But the moment he got saved, the Holy Spirit took him out of Adam and put him in Christ. So that, so that, here, here's, the, here's the doctrine, here's the Bible doctrine you get. What happened to Jesus on the cross happened to the Christian. When he died, we died. When he rose again, we rose again. When he was free, we were free. When sin lost the power over him, being in Christ, sin has no power over us. We're free. We've been delivered. We've been set free. I'm in Christ now, so I'm no longer a slave. I'm in Christ now, so I'm no longer in bondage. I'm in Christ now, so I'm no longer in Adam. And sin has no control over me. Somebody say amen. Because what happened to Jesus happened to me. Now, you, some of y'all are saying, this is just so confusing, preacher. This is so, what, is, what does this mean? Here's what it means. If you're saved, if you're born again, you know Jesus is your Savior, you can no longer say, I just couldn't help it. I'm just an old sinner. No, 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 no. You can't say that because you're not in Adam anymore. When you just say that, well, I couldn't help. My daddy was drunk. My pappy was drunk. I'm just going to be, I'm just, just doing the best I can. I'm just going to, you know what you're saying? I'm an Adam. You're thinking like a loser. How many of y'all have ever, how many of y'all have ever growing up in sports, how many of y'all have ever been on a winning team? How many of y'all ever been on a losing team? Some of y'all just ain't been on no team, have you? When I was growing up, when I was, I was a little old bitty kid, I was on, I was on the Mighty Dolphins, the little peewee team, and, uh, and son, we was bad to the bone. We had, we, we invented swag. We had, we had our own little chant. We had our own little song we come on the field with. Boy, we is, we is bad. We, 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 we had some brothers that taught them white boys how to get with it. Say amen. And I'm talking about we, we beat the eyes out of everybody. We was undefeated for like four or five years. I'm talking about we, we knew it. And you know what? We acted like it. We swaggered like it. We talked like it. And it but they got older. 
And then, and, and then bigger boys, they, you know, their weight class, they, they moved on. And I was tiny. And, and I, I, they, they nicknamed me quarter pounder because one solid year, I gained a quarter of a pound. <laughs> so when the good coach, his son was bigger and all the good guys went on up, here I was with the little ones. But when you're like the giant midget, you know, it, you were the king midget, amen? I mean, you, you was, and I was just like, this is cool because I'm, you know, I'm, I, and, and, and it wasn't cool. Because we was getting our eyes beat out every week. It was like four or five weeks in a row. And, we, and it was, I'd never experienced that before. I mean, we'd won every game and, and now, I ain't going to lie, winning is better than losing. I used to think I was a good sport until I started losing. I figured out I'm not a good loser at all. And you know what I figured? When we were winning, we thought like winners. We walked like winners. We acted like winners. We expected to win. We didn't even expect to come close to losing. And it affected the way we behaved. About that fifth game, we ain't going to win. We ain't got a chance. Ain't no, I don't even know why we're showing up. I guess we can be punching bags, these fellas here today. And you know what? We walked like it. We played like it. We thought like it. So what's the sense? We were losers. We just going to lose anyway. So what's the point? Have you ever seen a team like that get a jacked up coach who's got something to prove and he comes in there and he changed their whole mentality? Quit looking like a loser. Quit thinking like a loser. Start acting like a winner. You'll never win till you start thinking like a winner. And it changes everything. And here's the thing. I know what you're thinking. You say, oh, you're just trying to pull this psychology over. No, I'm not. The Bible says this. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, let me apply this. Let me apply this. So many Christians, because they've, 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 they've gone to church where it's just, just poor me. Let's just try to make it through. Let's just try to do the best we can. Let's just, you know, we're just going to make mistakes. Ain't nobody perfect. You know, we're just all, and let's just come to God with our bucket of sin. Just ask God. Yeah. You're saying, I'm still in Adam. Oh, woe is me. Oh, I'm just not, you know, I'm just, no, 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 no. Paul is saying, are you serious? Don't you understand what Jesus has done for you? You are not in Adam anymore. You are not in bondage to sin anymore. You've been free. You've been set free. And you need to start acting like it. You will never change your behavior till you change your mode of thinking. And the next word, the next word I want you to write down is reckon. Reckon. Look what it says. Romans chapter number six, verse number, verse number 11. When he tells you what Jesus did for you, from verses three all the way down to verse number 10, he told you what he did for you. He told you he set you free. He told you you're not in bondage anymore. Now watch what he says in verse 11. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now when we use the word reckon, uh, we don't use it like he's using it. 
We use it like I suppose. Are you hungry? I reckon so. Do you want to go fishing? I reckon I do. Amen? That's not what this word means. It means to count, to consider, to take into account. In other words, to play. In other words, the simplest way to say this, believe what he did. Believe that you're free. Believe that you're a winner. Believe that you've been delivered. Quit walking around thinking you're still in Adam, you're still in sin. You've been set free. Man, just believe it. Even so, preacher, I, had, I don't feel it. He didn't ask you to feel it. He said, believe it. It don't matter how you feel. It don't matter what your background is. It don't matter how many times you failed in the past. You need to understand something. You're a victor. You are more than a conqueror. Listen, <laughs> say man. Do you understand? I want you to leave saying, look, I am a winner. I'm a winner. I'm not a loser. Every day of your life, I want you to wake up. Quit waking up like I was just... I got a good illustration. Have y'all ever, I think the name of that movie was Mr. Baseball with Tom Selleck. Did anybody see that movie? Tom Selleck, he, like had, he was just a great baseball player, and he lost his swing. You know, the little, little, little uh, 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 Japanese uh, hitting uh, coach, he says, hole in your swing, hole in your swing. You have a hole in your swing. You know, anybody know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. All right? If you don't know what I'm talking about, raise your hand. If you ain't never raised your hand in their time, just raise it. Just let me know you're alive. Amen? Okay. All right. Well, here, here's, here's how we operate. Here's how we operate. They had Tom Selleck at a, at a driving range, a golf course driving range. And he's standing up here with his bat, and he's tossing them golf balls. Tossing them golf balls, and he's hitting golf balls. And, he, and he's about sick of hitting golf balls. He's ready to hit a baseball. But he's still, and he's, and you know, he goes through the, he goes through the movie and, and every now and he'll, he'll come back to this scene and he'll, you know, they're hitting and he's just getting about sick and tired of hitting golf balls. And he's trying to get him to understand what's happened in his, in his career that he went from wanting to hit a home run and wanting to hit the ball and wanting to hit the ball to, I hope I don't miss because he got in a slump and now it's not, I hope I hit it to, I hope I don't miss. You see the difference in the mentality? I hope I hit a home run. Man, I hope I hit a trip. I'm going to knock this ball. To, God, I hope I don't miss it. You go to the plate in your life every day hoping you don't strike out. And the devil is just beating us down because we have a negative mentality and a loser mentality. And, and he kept on with Tom Selleck. To Tom Selleck said, I want to hit the ball. He said, now you're ready. And how many of us wake up every day and go to, the, go to the batter's box of life hoping to God we don't strike out? And instead of going saying, boy, I wonder what God's going to do today. I wonder what kind of victory I'm going to have today. We hope up and say, man, I hope today ain't like yesterday. I hope I don't screw up today like I did yesterday. I hope, it, I hope I, and we have a loser mentality. We have a failure mentality. And Jesus said, you're free. You're free. Y'all with me? Amen. Pay close attention this way. This way. The devil wants you to get this. I'm telling you. He don't want you to get this. Because when you get this, you're going to change. When you get this, your behavior is going to be different. When you really understand who you really are, 
when you understand the power you really have, you're not going to walk around hoping you're going to strike out. You're not going to walk around hoping you're, boy, I hope I'm not a failure today. No, you're going to walk around in victory. But the problem is some of you, you've just been so frustrated so long you can't believe it for yourself. Let me tell you something. Whether you believe it or not, it's still true. And you're never going to act upon it till you believe it. And all God's people say it. One more word. One more word. Well, I wish we had about two more hours because I got some. You got to come back next week, people. You got to come back. I don't care what happens. I don't care. You need to make your way back to this place and get the rest of this stuff. Amen? Amen. Number three, yield. Write that word down. We have to know. We can't walk around ignorant. Ignorance is dangerous. We need to know what Jesus has done for us. We need to know who we are. And then we need to believe it. We need to reckon. We need to trust it and believe it and apply it to our life. Then lastly, we need to yield. Watch what he says in, in this next verse. Verse number uh, 13. Verse number 13. Neither yield ye your members as instruments unto unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Now, here's the thing everybody's got to get, and this is it right here. This is, this is the last point. You got to understand this. There's no neutral ground in the Christian life. There's no neutral ground in the Christian life. What does that mean? You're either going to yield to, say it with me, yield to, or you're going to yield to Christ. It's one or the other. There's no, well, I'm not, I'm not really going to. Uh, when you try to stay neutral, you're always going to lead or lend to this side. There's no neutral ground. So every day of your life, you need to wake up. And the first thing you need to say is sin, you're no longer in charge. Sin, you're not my master. Sin, you're no longer in control. All right? First you declare. First you declare. First thing you do every morning. First say, sin, you're not my master. Say that with me. Sin, you're And then you need to do this. Now, Lord, I'm giving you my my hands. Because he says, yield your instruments. Those instruments are your hands, your ears, your eyes, your mouth, your feet. Because, see, sin's going to want them. Sin's going to want these instruments to use it for wrong and wickedness. But Christ wants to use them for good and righteousness. You say, you're going you're gonna to be walking down, you're gonna be walking down uh, the airport and hear that foxy mama's going to come this way. And, and sin's going to say, can I borrow your eyes? And you're going to say, why, yes, you can. Some of you ought not be texting. Your thumbs, the sin's going to say, can I borrow your thumbs? You're going to be tempted. Sin's going to want you to cuss somebody out because they did you wrong or they pulled out in front of you or they whatever. And they say, can I borrow your mouth a minute? Now, who who would just be honest and not be self-righteous in this building right now and say there's been times you let sin have your mouth? But what if we did this? What if we said this morning, Lord, it's yours. Whatever, whatever good my hands can do, they're yours. My mouth is yours. 
My eyes are yours. I'm yielding to you for you to use it right. I'm yielding to you for you to use it right. And see, when you're walking down that, when you're walking down that airport and here she comes, here she comes, sin's going to say, can I borrow your eyes? And the Holy Ghost is going to say, huh, they're mine. Amen. You see, the Holy Ghost is going to rise up in your heart and say, hey, 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 huh, you can't use them for them. I got other plans for you. You need, and by the time you get through your discussion with the Holy Ghost, she's going to be gone. Hey, y'all think, y'all think this is just my, he's here to help you. He's going, when, when you're tempted to, to run that mouth and, 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 and the Holy Ghost, oh, oh, that's my mouth. Don't be putting words in my mouth. Amen. Now here's, here's one last word. How many of you had a parent that would get on to you, would get on to you and, and they'd start missing syllables? You better, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to, you, I'm. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? This is it right here. If you're a child of God, don't you let, don't even not, my, my, my father's, don't nary another time. <laughs> nary another time. Let me ever hear you say, I can't help it. Don't ever again let me hear you say, preach, I couldn't help it. Because now me and you both know that's a lie. Don't ever identify yourself with Adam again. Don't ever say, I just couldn't help it. I just slipped up, preach. I'm just, I'm not, I'm only human. I, don't say that no more. Don't ever say that anymore. Do not ever wave the white flag again and surrender to that way of thinking. You need to say, I'm in Christ. I'm a victor, not a victim. He is in charge of my life. I'm no longer in bondage to sin. I'm no longer powerless because now you know you got a choice. Now the choice is yours. Are you going to surrender and yield your, your instruments, your hands and your eyes and your feet to sin? Or are you going to yield them to Christ? I promise you this, the wages are a whole lot better with him than they are with it. The payment that he gives for being his slave, the wages of sin is. Amen? Let's all stand. Everyone stand. Everyone stand. Change your thinking, folks. We've got to change our thinking. We're no longer victims. We're no longer in Adam. We're no longer in sin. We're in Christ. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Today is all about changing our mind. It's all about changing the way we see things. It's all about having a little knowledge and knowing that we are more than conquerors. We have a choice in the matter. We, we can't be forced anymore. We can't ever use that excuse, I can't help it. We can't ever, ever again use that excuse. Never, ever again. God, I pray that you'll help us start acting and believing and acting upon what we know to be fact. God, I pray your will be done. Help us now. Help us to apply this to our life. God, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Sing a verse. If you need to come for salvation, come on.
You need to come for church membership. Oh, to Jesus, I've never been in Christ. I've never seen him. Lord, we'll help you with that. Oh, 